Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show. Well, we're meeting with Mark Lyso, CFD and Chief Development Officer at East Coast Wings & Grill. And East Coast Wings & Grill is a full-service, family dining wings franchise that spotlights spotlights Buffalo Wings, and guests can choose from 60 different award-winning wing flavors and seven heat indexes to create over 420 combinations of Buffalo-style wings. We're going to talk to Mark about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept? or grow your franchise business. Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show. We're meeting with Mark Lyso, the CFB and Chief Development Officer at East Coast Wings & Grill. And East Coast Wings & Grill is a full-service, family-dining wings franchise that spots like Buffalo Wings. 
Hi, Mark. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? Good. I'm doing great, Mark. It's great to have you on the show. You know, I didn't realize this, Mark. We had, you probably don't know this, we had East Coast Wings and Grill on the show. I had Sam Ballas on the show. I, I want to say it was about 12 or 13 years ago. So a lot has happened since then, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, it has. And uh, wow, not, not only in the restaurant space, but also in the, uh, the uh, economic space. So. That's right. That's right. So, so I thought, you know, maybe a good place to, to, to start, Mark, is maybe, you know, we could talk a little bit about, you know, the history of East Coast Wings and Grill, because we have a lot of new listeners since that time, since we had Sam on the show, and, and you know, maybe some of the highlights that's happened over the last decade. Sure. You know, the, uh, the interesting thing is Sam, um, and currently Sam, just to kind of uh, um, inform the interview audience, or the audiences, he's on mm-hmm. the uh, board of directors of the International Franchise Association and actually uh, yeah. will take over the, uh, the chair of the franchise uh, forum uh, wow. after the uh, IFA c- uh, convention here coming up wow. in the uh, end of February and March. Oh, but. So, so he was he was in uh, investments and he also was in real estate, uh, real mm-hmm. estate, and uh, he actually was a landlord on a restaurant uh, that sold wings, and uh, he then helped that group, um, and and actually he took over the business and then turned it into East Coast Wings, and then it was about 2001 or two where he decided that you know he was going to continue to grow into the franchising space. So mm-hmm. we've been franchising for uh, over 15 years, yeah. and now are uh, at a at a base of uh, 30 32 restaurants with another uh, six to eight to open this year. Um, wow! And really, really believe in a couple things, Marty, and then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll free it up here. But you know, we are really driven by unit level economics. And, you know, it's interesting. I've been in the franchising business over 25 years, and I can remember the first franchisee that talked to me when I was with another brand, and that's when we were writing checks for royalties. And he said, uh, I write on the front of the check, you write on the back. Let me be as happy writing on the front as you are on the back. Right. And so one of the things that attracted me to Sam, uh, and I've been here six years now, is – the commitment to the profitability of the franchisee. We've grown slow because we want to right. ensure profitability of the franchisee. So right. uh, really a, a, good, a good philosophy uh, as a core pillar of our uh, East Coast Wings and Grill. That's great, Mark. And, you know, when I was looking at, I mean, your background, I mean, it, it, it's very impressive, not to date you, but, I mean, you've, you've been in franchising such a long time now. You have so much experience. What, what do you like most about franchising? You know, the, the, what really excites me is seeing someone get into business and mm-hmm. then grow uh, their business and then their personal goals. You know, right. when I yeah. hear franchisees get up at conferences and say that this franchise, whatever it is, allowed them to be their own boss, allowed mm-hmm. them to uh, be involved in the community more deeply, provided for their kids' education, the home that they that they bought. And, you know, the, the whole premise of franchising when it comes to um, a candidate is mm-hmm. finding a brand that has the intellectual capital to help you become that business person that you want to be. Right. And right. it's just it's fascinating. Um, yeah. the, the people that I've come across 
have relationships with that have, and I've met their families, and it's become mm-hmm. a community. So yeah, it's 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 like a family to some extent, isn't it, Mark? Absolutely. You know, our one of our franchisees got up at our last conference, had tears in his eyes about wow. how he was a uh, a beer delivery delivery driver. Yeah. Heard about um, and met Sam, and, and you know when he was making deliveries into East Coast Wings, wanted to be wow. a franchisee, and um, started with one, and now has three, and that that was his story. He was able to provide wow. his family to do the things that they wanted to do. We, um, we we gave a very general description, Mark, of you know in the introduction of the show, you know as far as East Coast Wings and Grill, and it's 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 been. One of the joys for me in doing this show is, you know, when I had the opportunity to interview Sam, you know, 12, 13 years ago. And so, you know, I usually follow the franchise from that point, you know, to see the growth. I think I actually had one of the, one of your earlier franchisees on the show with Sam and to see where you are today for me. I mean, it's it's really quite impressive. When, When you're describing East Coast Wings and Grill to, let's say, you know, because you meet with a lot of prospective franchisees. How do you, you describe the concept? You could do it much better than I could. Well, I think, you know, it's, it, as we know right now currently, a Mexican mm-hmm. Wings Pizza are the three top franchise brands, you know, for um, for franchising and for many right. for the consumer side. Mm-hmm. Um East Coast Wings, you know, the, the main thing that, that I talk to franchisees about is, you know, is, one, is finding out what they're interested in and is the food right. space really where they want to go. And, right. uh, you know, we believe at East Coast Wings in, in the three p- pillars of franchising, which really are unit-level economics, um, the, the, how do you get royalty sufficient as a franchisor, mm-hmm. Right. And then the third pillar being franchisee satisfaction. So, mm-hmm. you know, what a couple things we do is, you know, we always uh, we always direct a candidate to the to the exhibit in the FDD to talk to our franchisees. Uh, FBR Franchise Business Review. You know, we've mm-hmm. been a top performer for eleven years, twelve years now, uh, in a row. And wow. I think, you know, is, is what's important for the franchise candidate is, number one, understanding what the culture is about the franchisor. Um, right. I can tell you um, we're a wing concept that has smaller footprint, less development costs, less employee base required to run the restaurants because we follow trends. We can, sell, you know, talk to the franchise candidate to say, we're a customizable wing restaurant, and yet it will always come back to find if the intellectual capital of a franchisor matches your business acumen yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. the biggest connection that, that I can tell a candidate. Because, listen, there's a lot of wing joints out there. There's a lot of burger joints. There's a lot of food restaurants. Right, and right. it's really... You know, it's the proven track record and the intellectual capital of the franchisor that you're really buying, and that's the important thing. When I interviewed Sam, you know, 13 years ago, Mark, you know, I mean, I I guess you could probably go into the title of that emerging brand, and, and, you know, East Coast Wings and Grill has really branded themselves very well, you know, over, you know, the last 10 years. And I'm curious, like, you know, the first 
the franchise that I interviewed, I think she was from corporate America. And it was interesting. You were just telling the story about the, the gentleman who delivered beer and he became a franchisee. I'm, I'm curious, what, what, do you, do you, what do you look for today? Maybe it was a little bit different back then. Um, you know, but what's important for you before you decide that you say, okay, this person is a good match for East Coast Wings and Grill? Yeah, great question, Marty. You know, this is one of the brands, my fifth brand that I've worked with in the, in the mm-hmm. franchise space, and it's the only brand that does not require, in the food space, experience in the food right. space. Right. That's interesting. Concept owner or a single-unit concept owner. Right. And what Sam and the team have done here over the years is they've built the system, process, procedure, and protocol to be able to make a uh, a candidate's dreams come true in the sense mm-hmm. of being a business owner. And so, you know, we we look at um, a non-experienced candidate, and if they mm-hmm. are, if they're, they have the 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 financial background or backing and capability. Right. Right. If they have leadership skills, if they have P and L experience, mm-hmm. if they're passionate about the food space and the brand, um, we can provide them the education, the tools, and the support for them to be um, successful. Now it's up to them uh, whether right. they buy right. into our coaching. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, we haven't changed, and this is you know, Sam always believed, and when I I've known Sam for probably. 17 years because of wow. being in the same franchising circle. Right, right. And when he first said that he, he was uh, franchising to non-experienced franchisees in the space, you know, it, 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 it created pause for me until right. I was here. And then when I realized what we have in place to provide that opportunity for the candidate to or the franchisee to be uh, very successful, and again, based on whether they take to coaching or not. Right. So it sounds like the level of support is is based on maybe like the experience level mark, you know, and, and again, if they're open to that, you know, it, it is interesting because, right, when, when I interview, because I interview a lot of food franchises over the last 15 years, you know, a lot of times I hear that, okay, we want someone with experience. And that's what stood out to me is that, you know, East Coast Wings and Grill will take on a franchise seat without industry experience. So it sounds like you're saying that person would, as long as they're open to it, the level of support would probably be a little bit different, wouldn't it? Or maybe even if they had a franchise experience in the past too, um, you know, maybe you could expand on that because I think that's interesting. Well, I, I will, I'll, I'll start big picture and drive down. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you've seen the franchise model change over the years. Yes. And, you know, I, I mean, back in the day when we'd send out brochures and then we'd follow up a phone mm-hmm. call. Uh, right. And then all of a sudden there became a gatekeeper in those offices. Mm-hmm. So you had yes. to send out a CD and then you sent out uh, <laughs> emails and then, yeah. then it was exhibiting and, and everything moved to, you know, how do we now uh, grow the brand? Because it's, it's incumbent right. upon the Zor to, to grow revenue. So I think what's fascinating is, even in the sense of absentee ownership, um, many brands, including us, have, have moved into the space of high net worth individuals uh, or individuals, again, of, of what I just described in leadership mm-hmm. and, and development skills and may have an operator that is not a franchisee but at least provides some type of equity to keep them in the business. 
And right. I think we have seen that um, where many of the owner-operator with no experience that are running the business will eventually find someone to run the day-to-day operations of the business mm-hmm. if they're profitable. And that's kind of what the the movement has been. So, you know, the... Um, you know, when you look at our building here, you know, we've got well over 150 years combined in the restaurant space. We've got mm. uh, well over 75 years combined in the franchising space. And right. when you look at the different elements of the business, um, with Sam being, he's a CCIM in real estate. He's got an investment mm-hmm. background, built his own brand. Uh, our COO, Tom Scalise, also does our supply chain. Uh, so we have um, one of the best in the business in understanding supply chain and distribution. Um, we've brought in um, uh, SVP of operations, uh, has spent more time at at East Coast Wings mm-hmm. than in, in the rest of her life, you know. And, wow. and so we've got a lot of great history with her. So, And then we've brought in talent at different levels. <clears throat> mainly to to support every step of the way. And it goes to, Marty, when you, when you sign the franchise agreement, how we're going to be connected with you and supporting you in the site right. selection real estate process, the construction process, the, the new restaurant opening process, and then how do we get that restaurant up and running from a training, marketing, IT perspective, and then the, the, the operational support uh, to ensure that, we uh, we manage or you manage the business. We help oversight it. So right. one of the other that is unique to East Coast Wings, in in my comparison of other brands, mm-hmm. we require P and Ls on a monthly basis, and mm. and we get those because the franchise community voted on a uh, penalty system if you didn't get your P and Ls in because they wanted to see. Uh, comparables, and if they were get, putting their uh, submitting their PNLs, they wanted to make sure everybody was. So what right. we do with that is we get a better understanding of how that operation is running. We can then match to see if if they are getting the corporate buys that that we've we've contracted. Um, right. We can assist them in in all areas to help with their profitability. Because, again, we're driven by unit-level economics, so mm-hmm. we're there right. as a support to help them achieve that goal. I think that keeps things interesting, doesn't it, Mark? You know, by, you know, yeah. your, your franchise, you're sending in their P&Ls, the, the significance of keeping score, you know. Um, you know, I, I, think it, I, I think it makes it, it it's fascinating, you know, and I, I, I don't think you were doing that, you know, 12, 13 years ago from, from, from what I remember. So it's just interesting to see all, you know, the, the growth that's taken place in East Coast Wings and Grill. We were, we were joking on the show when I had Sam on. We were talking about, you know, some of the different, I, I think there was like, I think I mentioned like seven different heat indexes, you know, and there's one that's really hot. But I, I have to ask you, Mark, so when you go into an East Coast Wings and Grill, it, you have so many different choices to choose. So I think there was, there was like, like 420 combinations of Buffalo-style wings. Is there anything right. that you like personally that, that stands out that you would, if, if I went into one with you, you would recommend to me? Well, uh, you know, I like the um, uh, kamikaze. That's the, the, my favorite wing yeah. um, sauce. And I usually get it uh, medium to hot. I'm not a I'm not a crazy guy. Right. 
Right, but right. <laughs> I, I will tell you that if we went in 10 times, I'm ordering a burger eight of those 10 times. Really? Because I think our, our burgers wow. are phenomenal. And uh, not to say our wings aren't, because they sure. are phenomenal too. But I, right. love, I love our burgers. I love our tacos. Um, I love our uh, flatbreads and, and, uh, and the skillets. But we, we put out a great burger. It's uh, uh, Angus beef. We season it properly, uh, put two patties on it, and, and we put the, a, a lot of different accoutrements on it that, uh, that are quite tasty. But, um, oh, you know, and that's, Marty, that's the thing that, that is unique for us is, mm-hmm. is again, if you, if you go to a competitor and get, let's say, right. a a Caribbean jerk, you're going to get the heat index associated with that. And right, right. Nice in ECW um, is that the consumer can pick a heat index and a flavor and um, make it uh, their way, you know. Yeah, that's great. And has has the training changed over the years, Mark? Uh, I, I think in the old days it was coming to corporate. I mean, you know, with with a lot a lot has happened. You know, we had COVID and things like that. And um, you know, so how's the training different today, or, or, or is it different? You know, it it is different. Uh, we still, you know, the franchisee will come to to the corporate uh, service center mm-hmm. for a minimum of five day classroom. Okay. And then there's a 30-day in the field. And, and here's where it's changed, Marty. I mean, we've got loyalty programs now. We've got, wow. um, you know, all the different um, um, guest uh, relations interfaces, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how to understand those um, and, and then respond to those. The, um, the, um, not only the loyalty in, in um, the gift card but mm-hmm. the loyalty yeah. card. and then we break everything down to even uh, to to um to guide the franchisee on what they're leaving on the table when they're not using a loyalty program that we have in place even the the ordering receiving platforms the yeah. uh, the it platforms you know right now we're we're making a transition from the old um uh res um uh, database with, mm-hmm. with Micros or Oracle and going into uh, Symphony, which is cloud-based. So okay. all these things, what's interesting is I've, I've been in this business now 30 years, and yeah. 30 years ago we were out in the dining room between lunch and dinner putting our invoices in a, letter, a ledger. And <laughs> with technology, we moved yeah. everybody yeah. back into the office. So how do we move people back in the dining room to take care of the guests but also right. have that capability of reporting that helps to drive either top line or bottom line and, uh, and, and especially the, the middle of the P&L, which is the operational expense. I guess social media is probably a big difference too. You know, I mean, 13 years ago, yes, social media was around, but I mean, like you said, even when you're thinking of your loyal customers, Mark, I'm sure that they're posting a lot, you know, that, you know, they were in an East Coast Wings and Grill, and that that, that probably helps a bit too, doesn't it? You know, it really does, and and, and I I don't want to be like the old guy talking about history. Right. Um, I I just remember even, you know, probably... Uh, 10, 12 years ago when social media was kind of 
the thing, and yeah. I was with a group where the franchisee says, "Well, we're not we're not going to put any money into that. We don't see any return on the investment." <laughs> <Right. laughs> And it's so true. now, if you're not on social media of right. some sort, either Instagram or Facebook or even yeah. Twitter, that's become now the outdoor board or the billboard, you know, so that it, yes. it's got to be front and center of people. And and the other challenge has always been the creative license that the consumer thinks they can utilize the platform for complaining. Now, right. obviously, yeah. we don't see as many positive responses on Facebook because that's right. or, or social media, any any platform. Right. right. It just is not the tendency of the human condition to sure. of course. compliment. But yeah. yes, it's navigating through the social platforms and how we're rated, and and we we right. follow a a large KPI spreadsheet on all our mm-hmm. restaurants where we we look at the the loyalty reward sign up we also look at 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 the what we call penetration where the the what is the guest utilizing um, and ordering what are the check average changes within the restaurant right we follow the social platforms of of Google and Facebook and Yelp mm-hmm. um, yeah to see where each individual restaurant rates you know so yeah, yeah the the whole the whole um, playing field has changed dramatically, but here's what we have committed to. Mm-hmm. We cannot get away from the guest experience. We cannot mm-hmm. hide behind platforms or hide behind desks or walls. You know, right. we're, we're full contact, full on exceptional hospitality in our restaurants, and we use the platforms to validate what we're doing versus the other way around. Yeah, I think that's that's well said, Mark. So, when I have someone like yourself on the show, I mean, 30 years experience, that, that's a long time, Mark. So I, I have to ask you, because a lot of the listeners to our show are, you know, after all this time of 15 years of doing it, you know, we, we know that most of them are kind of new to franchising. You know, they're, they're kind of exploring the concept of franchising. We sense that a lot of them in the beginning, sometimes they get a little bit overwhelmed because there's so much out there today. You know, there's all these different industries. There's all these different systems. And so it could be a little bit confusing or overwhelming. So, I mean, from everything you've learned, you know, from, from, from all your time in franchising, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Very good question, Marty. You know, I, I think it all comes down to really where's where's the passion. You mm-hmm. know, if you're yeah. if you're in a if if you are good in sales, for example, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're selling. If you right. are passionate about that mm-hmm. that deliverable, yeah. Uh, I spend a lot of time really understanding when when I do get inquiries. Um, you know, what what is that candidate looking for and and what are they willing to invest if it's right. a financial commitment and they want to get in with a certain amount of money the food space might not be that for them and right. and I can give them some guidance on on where to go um, right. I want to know what is their passion what is their commitment level and and how do they see being a franchisee can provide them the the business and the personal goals that they achieve. Um, you know, one of the challenges of the food space is, albeit you see profitability when you or sales when you open the door, right. um, it takes a while to get to that level. Mm-hmm. And so 
I'll always ask again the candidate, which, "Where's your patience level?" Yeah, um, right, right. If you want to get into the food space, you got to find real estate that can take X amount of time. Mm-hmm. Then you need plans and drawings and construction and, and and training before you even open the door. So, I want them. Our our commitment to the candidate is the guidance of what's really best for them. And that's the other thing about East Coast Wings is we're not going to have a lot of restaurants in the pipeline to show the valuation of a company. We're in it to find out how can I help you achieve your goals, and those goals may or may not include the food business. Um, Mm -hmm. Yesterday I was on a call with someone, and after we went uh, had a a, uh, 30-minute discussion, they mm-hmm. said, you know what, I, I, I don't think I have the commitment level for this. Right, well, right. You know, if, if yeah. I can help you in another, another way, I will do that as well. Right, right. No, it, 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 I think it's great advice, Mark. So last question, I mean, when you're thinking of the future of East Coast Wings and Grill, and, and it, it, it's interesting because I, I got the impression from Sam, is he, one of the messages was you know, he, did, he never wanted to grow too big too fast. You know, I remember he mentioned that a couple of, of, of times and I was really impressed when, when he was mentioning that. But if you can look into a crystal ball, Mark, I mean, if it's a year or three years or even five years down the road, where do you see East Coast Wings and Grill? You know, and, and to validate, Sam has always said that. And mm-hmm. uh, I've known that yeah. Sam for the years I've known him. You know, our, our goal is to hit 40 um, by the end of the year, 50 mm-hmm. by end of uh, 24 and we want to gradually put you know eight to ten restaurants a year here's a couple other things marty that that add to that is Mm -hmm. you know we've always followed trends you know we we knew even and i won't spend a lot of time on this but during the pandemic you know we Mm -hmm. were we were hand in hand with our franchisees on a daily weekly basis right Um, providing everything to help preserve their business you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that we've looked at, and, and the reason why I say that, that this is even becoming more attractive, we've looked at trends. We've reduced our footprint by 30%, our development cost by 30%. Um, wow. Sam himself opened a restaurant uh, that's a little shy of 2,400 square feet mm-hmm. and has a full bar, full service, has less people on, on shifts and on schedule. Development costs wow. dropped. And, um, and, and the rent structure drops then. So wow. he's been able to realize some significant sales gains and profitability because of that shrinking box. So we're even moving to the next evolution or right. the next gen, if you will, of somewhere in that 2,800 square foot uh, box wow. that gives people. Um, it, it helps to alleviate and mitigate the concern about where do I get my staff, how much rent do I mm-hmm. have to pay. And, right. uh, and, and we've even seen side door revenue being um, third-party pickup or curbside. Uh, we were pre-pandemic at about 26%. We're still mm-hmm. blended average of over 40% side door revenue. So wow. now we're able to satisfy the guests that wants it at home, the guests right. that wants to dine in, and we're able right. to help our franchisees with their top line and the profitability. 
It's very, it's very impressive, Mark. What's the best way, Mark, for our listeners to get more information on East Coast Wings and Grill? Of course, it's the franchise opportunity, but even, even the service and product it, itself. Are there any websites you can kind of direct them to, Mark? Yeah, the, the EastCoastWingsFranchise.com is, is our best tool. Um, okay. There it has you know, all the information that one could take a look and, and see. And then we also have some of our uh, newsroom or press releases uh, yeah. on that as well. We do have a great um, uh, uh, site on uh, LinkedIn, our homepage, mm-hmm. East Coast Wings Grill on LinkedIn. And then uh, obviously anybody can give me a call at uh, 336 760 extension 119. Be happy to answer any questions. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Mark. And I don't want to wait another 12 or 13 years to have you back on the show. <laughs> so I'm going to oh, follow I've up with you in another it. year or so. Uh, because it, 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 it. Oh, this has been my pleasure, Mark. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up in our next segment, we'll be playing a clip from our great quotes and franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now and you can actually hear the show in a number of different places today. You can go to, of course, FranchiseInterviews.com where we have our interviews arranged alphabetically. Um, We also have interviews arranged by category. So if you have a particular industry that you're interested in, you can go to the category of your choice and check out all the different interviews that we've done over the years. Um, Our show has been syndicated in a number of different places. Of course, you can hear our show on blogtalkradio.com. We've been working with Blog Talk Radio for many years now. And um, you can hear the live shows there, and then you can download them as an MP3. Uh, you can hear our shows on Stitcher.com. You can hear our interviews on, I think it's pronounced, I, I always want to call it Blueberry.com, but it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com, which is another podcast service. Uh, you can now hear our shows on iTunes.com. And, of course, you can hear our shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week if you're a diehard fan to our show on live365.com. And uh, we have over the years over 420 shows. So if you were to listen to live365.com for two weeks, there's a chance that you may not even hear the same show twice. So uh, that's how many shows we've recorded over the years. But today's Great Quote in Franchising podcast comes from Darren Guccione. And Darren is the CEO 
and co-founder of Keeper Security, Inc. And what's interesting about this podcast, we had Darren on the show as the uh, founder and the creator of Keeper, which is the world's most downloaded password manager and um, digital vault. And Darren is a real um, entrepreneur. And one of the questions that we ask on the show is, what advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur or franchipreneur, someone looking to buy a franchise? And that question is usually directed to someone who has been directly involved in franchising over the years. But again, Darren's uh, Darren is a real entrepreneur his background is 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 in accounting and business and um, I thought his response was just as great as anything that we've heard on the show so here we go with Darren Guccione the CEO and co-founder of Keeper Security Inc. Amazing it's amazing technology in studying your background Darren I mean the, I was mentioning earlier I mean the majority of our listeners again we call them aspiring franchipreneurs you know they want to go into their own business and they're kind of like heading towards the franchise alternative what advice would you give to them because you're you're certainly in studying you certainly classified as an entrepreneur so what advice would you give to them well, you know, I'm a, you know, my background is uh, engineering, technology. I'm also a CPA, and right. I've always had an admiration for franchises. Um, one of the things that I love about franchises, among other things, is that you can analyze the different franchise models that are out there, the brands, the type of businesses, and you can quickly identify which ones are successful. And typically, you know, they give you a roadmap of what you need to do to execute. You know, when you start a business without right. a franchise roadmap, you, you typically don't necessarily know where you're necessarily going to go or wind up. And yeah. so you get a greater sense of security and guidance when you can pick a franchise model that, A, you know, fits within, you know, your goals in life, your interests in life, and B, you know, provides a really sound you know, infrastructure for you to build a business with a great support system around you. Most businesses that are one-off businesses don't have that. So there's a greater sense of, you know, uncertainty out there um, when a a business owner or an entrepreneur, um, as you've outlined it, decides to, you know, pursue a franchise versus doing something completely fresh and new. I think the risk profile of doing the latter is much greater. So that's you know that's my response to that. No, it's it's fantastic advice. So any final thoughts, Darren? Fantastic interview with Darren Guccione. So I want to thank everyone for making our show such a success, and this podcast has really just taken off over the years, and uh, we got some really great new great quotes in franchising coming up. So uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.